Welcome to Fangirl Happy Hour. We're here today to discuss the recent shortlist nominations by the Kitschy Award and the Nebula Award. I'm here with my fellow fangirl, Anna. Hello, Anna. Hello. How are you, Renee? I'm great. It's award season for sure. Yes, it has started. Well, it's been going. I don't think it ever stopped for me. That's true. No, like we said it before, it never stops. It never stops. The Kitschy Award is award given by somebody. Jared from (laughs) Porno Kitsch and his wife and Perry launched it, I think. Yes, they launched it. They created it, but they they are no longer connected to it. Right. It's moved on. It's gotten bigger. Yes. But it's a really neat little award, I think. It, It features really cool things and I don't often hear about. Yes, and it says they, they, they call themselves uh, the award for novels containing elements of the speculative fantastic, fantastic that are the most progressive, intelligent, and entertaining books of each uh, given year. And every year the judging panel changes, I think, right? It does, so yes. So you're going to get a different view of the field every year. So it's never exactly. the same. Exactly, yes. So they give out a few different tentacles, like the red tentacle. Uh, for novel, then there's the golden tentacle for debut, and I think there's others for like cover art and also that, digital first stuff. Yeah, it's the inky tentacle for cover art and the invisible tentacle for uh, digital fiction. I'm glad you knew this because I did not. <laughs> I did not know this. But the, the red tentacle for novels, there are six nominees. No, five. Isn't it? Yeah, five. The red six. Yeah, five. six is six is something else then. Um, That's Nebulous, see. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, think so. Nebulous. Yeah. Throwing yeah. me off. <laughs> Why you gotta do that to me, Nebulous? Why do you gotta confuse me with numbers? Okay, so the Red Tentacle, the nominees were The Heart Goes Last by Margaret Atwood, Europe yep. at Midnight by Dave Hutchinson, The Reflection by Hugo Wilkin. I'm sorry, Hugo. I just mispronounced your name. The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemison, The Thing Itself by Adam Roberts. And yeah. that is a lot of books I hadn't heard of. Uh, I have the thing itself because um, Adam Roberts is a is a very well regarded author here in the UK. So every time he comes up with a new book, I buy it. I have never read him. He has a different sense of humor and a different sensibility. I would be interested to see what you think of him. Didn't you read that one book by him called like Jack Glass? Yes, that was really. Gruesome. It was so. It was so different, and I'm like, I don't know if I hate this book or if I love this book. Right. I had a lot of good time writing that review, actually. <laughs> he, he even tweeted it. Oh, that's nice. And I think I gave it either an eight or a two. What? So it was something. It was something like this. <laughs> uh, but with time, I have come to really appreciate that book, actually. Oh, that's neat. So yeah, I recommend Adam Roberts as an author. The yes. one I don't that I don't know at all, like author or anything, is the reflection by Hugo Wilklin. I Never. don't know his pronounce your name, dude. I'm so sorry. I'm irresponsible. Well, I would say it's Wilklin. Well, anyway, I haven't heard of that either. It's, uh, and that's kind of why I like this award because it sort of gives you. A, a it's different, very different, yeah. Like a new perspective on it. So the fifth season is there. I'm super happy about that. Yeah, of course. Duh. It's an awards list for this book, it's which I love. Win all of them, I think. Maybe. Let's hope. Uh, my yeah. fingers are crossed. Sorry, everybody else. God, everybody's like, <laughs> "Why you asshole?" I'm sorry, <laughs> I have a preference here. 
The only Margaret Atwood book I've ever read is The Handmaid's Tale. And I don't really remember it that well because I was really young and I didn't really get it. I really should reread. Do you know what? That should be a vault book. Yes, because I never read it. Sweet. Okay. So th- th- we just found a silver vault book. Go on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that's an author that I never read, actually, at all. Wow. Which I think maybe we just lost a lot of street creds just now. Oh, well. We, we've we <laughs> admitted openly that we're, like, underread in the classics. In the classics, And exactly. classic authors. Yeah. It's fine. Forgive us, guys. So, definitely take a look at that, then. Yeah. The Golden Tentacle, which is a debut novel, so specifically... Yeah. The Red Tentacles, just for novel, can be whatever, but the golden one is for specifically new books by new authors. So, The Shore by Sarah Taylor, Black Ass by A. Igani Barrett, The Grace Keepers by Christy Logan, Night Clock by Pa Malloy, and Making Wolf by Tade Thompson. Of those, I've only heard of Making Wolf, which I actually have to read, and The Night Clock. I received a review copy of that one, and the cover is amazing, and that came last year at some point, but I never got around to reading it. Whoops. I've heard of The Grace Keepers by Christy Logan, which I actually kind of wanted to read, but I never, my library was like, what? So, okay. But Making Wolf by (laughs) Tate Thompson, uh, I'm familiar with Tate because uh, I really like his writing. I included him in Speculative Fiction 2014. But I've never read any of his fiction, so maybe I'll start with this book called Making Wolf, depending on if it's gruesome or not. I I think it is. Okay, I th- I, so I, I'll read yeah. it with the lights on in the daytime. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I feel bad for not knowing more of these books, but that's kind of neat that now everybody's heard about these cool it, new books that might be neat, that it, you might like. Which is something that the Kichi does really, really well, and it never goes where you expect an award to go. On that note, I think we can discuss the Nebulos, which went exactly where everybody expected them to go. <laughs> yes. This year, they released that, like, the CIFWO reading list or whatever that's internal, where people, like, vote. So, like, you knew what was getting nominated before they even announced the nominees. That's true, yeah, because they had uh, the number of people that were talking about each entry, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, and I was like, wow, okay, there's no surprise here. I don't know how I feel about that because I like being surprised by shortlists, mm. even if I'm like excited or disappointed. But I really I like to be surprised. But I wasn't surprised at all with this. Well, but I guess within the context of what's happening within the SFF awards at the moment, I think maybe visibility of the process was something that they had in mind with this. So that people could see what was happening and it was very clear, it was out there, it was open. Oh, that's a good point. So I wonder if that was part of the impulse of sharing that. So that nobody can go, oh, it's late, or PC crowd gone crazy, which, you know, doesn't matter. My favorite. Doesn't matter, yeah. My favorite phrase is the liberals. Yes, the liberals. I love it. Oh, white men. The liberals. When they don't like a shortlist. Oh, the liberals have ruined this. Yeah. Like, oh, please keep, oh, please keep crying. Delicious. Yeah, a lot that. of, a lot of people were talking about 
about this today on Twitter, actually, because there has been that kind of reaction to the nebulous um, nominees and talking about the liberals have gone crazy <laughs> again with their PC crowd nominating titles just because POC just because, just or because. something. Right. Because POC, rather than quality, rather than anything else. Because God forbid us from actually liking this Because work. nominating I, POC is obviously like... A it's obviously what, yeah. uh, what kind of really it's, it's politics it's politics renee right <sighs> so nominating poc is, is pure pure politics us liberals gone bananas or something i don't uh, i just it's so hard to keep track of what these people are talking about it's hard to keep if track it, of all our if, like evil plans and i mean God. Even me, who like inhale that sort of controversy around the awards, I'm like tired. Right, you can't I'm do it. Growing tired because it's just so fucking ridiculous. You can't do it in an extended way. You can't stay that mad that long. Well, at the same time, can you imagine those nominees that are there because people genuinely loved that work? hearing this and thinking god damn it i can never win because i i'm either not there because people don't pay attention to me because i am a minority or whatever or if i am there i am only there because politics it's never it's never about my work i mean i would be so furious devastated disheartened because you were not even allowed to celebrate being nominated for a fucking nebula award without having to go through all of these hoops god being a white man must be nice because they never have to worry about this shit no of course not a white man when they get nominated it's because of marriage right because they are good of course i'd uh... This got really dark. They're so down dark. A terrible path. And we haven't even started with the Hugos yet. Oh, God. So the Nebula has several categories. It has novel, novella, novelette, short story, the Ray Bradbury Award for Outstanding Dramatic Presentation, and the Andre Norton Award for Young Adult Science Fiction and Fantasy. Yes. The novel nominees, which were not a surprise, Raising Kane by Charles E. Gannon, The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemisin, and Celery Mercy by Anne Leckie. The Grace of Kings by Ken Liu, Uprooted by Naomi Novik, Barsk, The Elephant's Graveyard by Lawrence M. Schoen, and Updraft by Fran Wild. I read four of those. So I've read three of them. Three of them were on my top ten. The Fifth Season, Silly Mercy, and Uprooted. Same. same yeah, same. yeah, exactly, yeah. The only one that I haven't heard about was this Raising Cain. I think it's I like have... a, in a series. Okay, that makes series. sense. I've never, I've never heard of this author except in the no. comics on the Nebula Award. I'm like, what are you writing? Okay, and I think it's because it's the publisher. It's Bane, Bane Books. Yeah, I don't really pay attention to them. I'm sorry. Yeah, I pay attention to them insofar as they publish Lois McMaster Bejeweled, and I yeah. keep her books to eventually read that series. So the Vorkosigan series. I'm really happy that the fifth season is here, even if it's predictable. I'm so happy to see it here. Yeah, so who do you think is going to win this? I don't know. I can't tell now because, I mean, because the shortlist was predictable, but, like, what are they going to do? Like, what are the voters going to do? People who vote? I have no 
idea. I have no idea. Listen, if I, I'm really glad I'm not because I'd be like, fuck, do I want to, do I want to give it to Larry Mercy or do I want to give it to Fifth Season? I can't change. Well, Larry Mercy is so good so and good. ends that trilogy that's so well. But then the Fifth Season is so amazing, but also uprooted. <laughs> I mean, I'm really glad I don't have to make this decision. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Good luck. Best of luck to you all. So, and of course, I'm I'm delighted that Bing Chi has been nominated for a novella. Mm-hmm. The nominees here are Wings of Sorrow and Bone by Beth Cato, The Bone Swans of Emmendale by C.S.E. Cooney, The New Mother by Eugene Fisher, The Pauper Prince and U- The Eucalyptus Jin by Usman T. Malik, Binti, by Nydia Corafor, and Water of Versailles by Kelly Robson. I've heard that Waters of Versailles is on sale right now for less than a dollar. So. Oh, sweet. I should go check that out with, <laughs> yeah. my, with my dwindling book fund. I'm just really happy that Binti's here. Yeah. I've, I, I haven't read any of the other ones. Me Whoops. I'm bad. Mm. I'm sorry, guys. I think, well, some of them I'm not sorry because they're in publications that you have to buy them and i guys i'm really sorry but i am poor broke but i'm sure they're good i I don't know i'm gonna try to read some of them before the nebulas i think so too novelette which i for some reason forgot that the nebulas had a novelette in short story categories but they do but novelette nominees are rattlesnakes and men by michael bishop and you shall know her by the trail of dead by brooke bolander Grandmother Nye Lelit's Cloth of Winds by Rose Lindbergh. I'm sorry for mangling that title. The Ladies Aquatic Gardening Society by Henry Lyne. The Deepwater Bride by Tamsin Murr. Our Lady of the Open Road by Sarah Pinsker. I haven't read any of those apart from And You Shall Know About the Tray of That, which we reviewed here on this very podcast. We really did. I actually I feel mm. like, I feel sort of proud. Like, we totally pegged this relevant cultural right yes <laughs> like a year before it was nominated for this award i was like yes absolutely it was like right at the beginning of last year yeah uh the story has kind of grown on me in the since we read it like i sort of appreciate what it's trying to do even though i don't care for it that much as like a story i would just rather it be like a whole novel to be quite <laughs> honest i'm sorry i'm greedy but yeah i haven't i like the titles of all these though <laughs> Yeah, they sound interesting. And I think I can actually read some of them because they're in places that... I, I think they are online, yeah. So I can actually read some without paying for them. Yeah. Yay! Short story. The nominees were Madeline by Amal El-Mortar, Cat Pictures, Please by Naomi Kritzer, Damage by David D. Levine, When Your Child Strays from God by Sam J. Miller, Today I Am Paul by Martin L. Shoemaker, and Hungry Daughters of Starving Mothers by Alyssa Wong. So your favorite's there. No, I'm so excited. I really wanted to win. It's so good. It's another one that you have been talking up a lot over the last year. Guys, it's got an AI that looks at cat pictures. What else do it, you want? It is really good. I it read like, it. It's peak internet. Come on. What do you want? <laughs> a story about a computer that looked at cat pictures on the internet that you can read on the internet for free. What else do you want? I don't know what else to give you guys. Just... Vote for Cat Pictures, please. Do it. Um, cat Pictures, please, for president. <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at... I'm still, I'm still bad at short fiction. Even though I was like, I'm going to get better. I'm still bad at it. I'm better than I was. 
but I'm still really bad at it. Also, because it's very depressing. A lot of people write depressing stuff. I'm sorry, but you guys write depressing stuff. What's going on? Are you, guys, are you okay, fam? What's happening out there? You need a hug? <laughs> like, what, what's with the sad, sad stuff? I need to Lisa. start reading Mothership Zeta, because apparently it's all, like, fun stuff. Yeah, and the stories that we got for Superhero Season are all fun, too. Oh, good. I'm so happy. I'm yes. going to read all of them. Lots of cute romance. I'm so happy. Yay. Yeah. And maybe it also does award for film. The nominees for the Ray Bradbury Award for Outstanding Dramatic Presentation are Ex Machina, Inside Out, Jessica Jones, a.k.a. Smile, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, and Star Wars, The Force Awakens. And I do not envy any of these people having to vote on this category. Oh my god. I watched all of these movies. I love them all. Oh, and Jessica Jones, of course. I love them all. I, think I want the, Star Wars to win. The only thing I haven't seen is Ex Machina. But apparently Oscar Isaac is in Ex Machina? It is! He is! Actually, yes! I'm now in- interested in seeing this movie now. I'm going to go see it because... It, I really liked it. I know that a lot of people didn't, oh. but I thought it was quite surprising. I'm really super happy to see this episode, aka Smile, here from Jessica Jones. I mean, even if it doesn't win, just the fact that it's here, you get the sense that this really registered the message in this series registered with people don't tell women to smile guys yes i hope it. so don't do it okay thanks i follow this director lexi alexander on twitter she has this icon where she's just looking off into the distance and she's not smiling and so often she will like quote men going hey lexi you have such a pretty smile why don't you update that profile picture and i was just like oh <sighs> dudes don't do it don't do it <laughs> Just never, just resist the urge. If you feel the urge to ask a woman to smile for you, just go, you know what? Or I could not do that. Absolutely. Free advice. And then the very last category, the one I'm most excited about, the Andre Norton Award for Young Adult Science Fiction and Fantasy. The nominees for this are Seriously Wicked by Tina Connolly, Court of Five, by Kate Elliott, Cuckoo Song by Frances Harding, Archivist Wasp by Nicole Cornerstace, Zero Boxer by Fonda Lee, Shadow Shaper by Daniel Jose Older, Bone Gap by Laura Ruby, Nimona by Noel Stevenson, and Updraft by Fran Wild. Okay, can we just talk about how this is an amazing list? Yes. Of those, I have not read Seriously Wicked, but I think I will now. I have not read Zero Boxer. We did a really cool post from uh, Fondly about that book. Um, and I haven't read Updraft yet. But all the other ones I read and I loved so hard. In fact, Kukuson was one of my fi- my top 10 books of 2015. No, 14, because it came out in 2014 in the UK. And Archivist Wasp, Bone Gap, Nimona, all top books from 2015 i mean i kind of like feel personally like i shaped the nebulas (laughs) you know because you know six of those books here were my top 10 last year and i feel like maybe people just read my top 10 and thought you know what yes Anna is totally right i shall vote on these books for the nebula and hugo awards so thank you um you're welcome internet (laughs) It's all me, 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 I'm excited to see quarter fives here. Although my concerns with the editing in that book still remain. 
<laughs> I am really upset that it feels no, like... No, I am just delighted to see Kate Elliott here. I'm, so... I'm just kind of like, oh, guys, what did you do to her writing? What happened in the editing process? So, I mean, I'm excited to see it here, because I liked the story a whole lot, and I'm really ready yeah. for the, the sequel after that terrible cliffhanger. Kate Elliott, how could you do this with the terrible cliffhanger? <sighs> Little uh, spider. But, yeah. but, here's what... I looked at the novelist and I'm like, where's Black Wolves? Where's Black? Where is it? No, it? no. Where yeah. is it? Where? Why is this Barsk that came out on 12 29 15 on this list? Where's Black Wolves? What? You guys had time to read this Barsk, but you didn't have time to read Black Wolves? It came out in November. <laughs> what the hell, fandom? What is wrong with you, Black Wolves? What? So many things wrong. Oh, God. I'm so upset. I was just like, well, guess I need to go review Black Wolves 500 times more just in case people missed it the first, you know, 19 zillion times I mentioned it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one I want to win for this one. Oh, God. For, uh, I think I'm between Cuckoo Song and Archivist Wasp. Because I would like that... to see Archivist Wasp take it because that's a kind of really small press, isn't it? It is a very small press. I haven't read the book, so I'm, I'm just basing this on the fact that you love it a whole lot, and a lot of it's, other people do, and the fact that... It was that... amazing. It was so amazing. That book was perfect. It was perfect. It's also come up from a very small start. I would not be unhappy to see Noah Stevenson, actually, win yeah. for Nimona, because like, I love that Nimona started. It's got this really nice history to it. It started as a webcomic. That's how she broke into webcomics. And then it got put into a book, and now it's gone on to win all these awards, and people, yeah. were, new people were finding it, and it's such a great story. But I mean, whatever wins this category, I just love this category. I think whatever be, wins yeah. will be super great. I mean, I was reading about Seriously Wicked, and it just sounds so cute. I really want to, it sounds like it's a comedy about a girl who has a seriously wicked mom who's a witch, and get, tells her to do stuff. So it just it just sounds really really cute. I I want to read that one. So do you think that these novels, like the shortlists in these awards, kind of represent the field that we're seeing right now? Because I know I mean you're into YA more than I am, so you'd be able to say better. Yeah, I think it does represent YA as it was last year, definitely. Bone Gap was a huge title from last year. Quarter Fives as well. Shadow Shaper was top was top up all over the place I'm less certain about Updraft I saw Updraft talked about in SFF circles but not as much in YA circles why is it here twice? I, I don't think, I don't know and I don't. I, I haven't seen a lot of YA, YA people actually reviewing that one so I don't think it's in their radar here's what I think, I just think that adult people in the this organization just don't quite understand why? Maybe. No, because they voted for that book in two twice, so... I mean, obviously it has crossover appeal, which is fine, but there's, like, yeah. an award for that, right? Isn't there? Mm. Like, it's by, by Yalsa? Where, yeah. like, it's deliberately, like, books for adults that would appeal to kids. So, I'm just kind of like, oh, it's cool that it's in two categories, like, yay, friend wild, go you for writing an excellent crossover novel. But it just feels weird to see it twice. Is that the first time that this has happened? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Nebula history. I'm sure now that you've asked that question, somebody will email us and tell us. Be like, please. How dare you not know the Nebula history? You're terrible cultural critics. To that, I will say, yes, I have too much to do to be a good cultural critic. 
<laughs> so I don't know when the Nebula award is. I know there's like a banquet. It happens over a weekend. Is it in March? Uh, did you see the whole thing about the banquet? Oh, right. The- where people, the nominees have to pay to go. $240. Oh, goodness. To go to the, their own award. I'd I'm be like, like mm. is this real life? I mean, I understand sort of why capitalism sucks, but I also feel like there should be a way to defer that for the yeah. nominees. Like, yeah. make it a little less, even. For the nominees, yeah, I don't know. And, yeah, for the nominees and their guests. Oh, no. The banquet and award ceremony will take place the evening of May 14. So what's so- in March? Oh, I bet it's the kitchen that's in March. But yes, gonna... the Kitchis is awarded on the seventh of March. Yes, so the Nebula's in May, Kitchis in March. So soon we'll know what the Kitchis is and know which one to read there. So it better be the fifth season. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not biased at all. Just, you know how and Lucky like took the world by storm with Ancillary Justice. Do you want? This I want N.K. Jemison to get that for herself because I've read all her books almost now. I think I haven't read the Awakened Kingdom novella, and I haven't read the Shadow Sun. I'm almost there, but I feel like with every novel, she just gets so much better and so much more precise and creative in her writing. And I just really, really, really want her to get that huge award. Vanessa, yeah, into cult, into like the water culture, because I feel like for awards, what that all that does is like give you more eyeballs like the award is nice obviously but what it does is it gives you like press releases and your name is on a list and your book's on the list forever and i just really really want that because i want her to have more resources to write even greater books yes in the future i second that so if you are a nebula voter <laughs> we are we are not influencing your vote at all but you can feel free to vote how we suggested if you'd yes like. You're welcome. We helped you right there. So I guess we just wait and see. I don't know what the next ballot's going to be, like Hugo's or Clark's or... I think it's... Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, ah. guess, we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. And, ah. and at that point, we will possibly be back with another super great episode talking about a list. You're yeah. all welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Fangirl Happy Hour is Anna Grillo and me, Renee Williams. I'm also our producer. You'll find links to some of our discussion topics in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. You can email us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at Fangirl Happy Hour. One long word, no spaces. You can chat with us on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. You can also find us under our personal accounts at Booksmugglers and at Renee. Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by the very talented Era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Anna, thanks for listening. See you next episode.